We're not even wearing pants. Come at me, bro. <laughs> 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 we should sit in like you'd think would make them scared. Or... It's all the... out in the open, baby. <laughs> Is that the village water? <laughs> no, the runoff. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a show all about the board game Spirit Island. Here we'll talk about analytics and strategies within the game, as well as a plethora of other topics that can be found within it. Today, we get to learn all about Scotland, who they are, what they do, and how we kill them. Laddie, yeah. there, there's spirits on the island, laddie. You have an atrocious Scottish accent. Uh, Irrelevant. I am me, lads. The Scots. <laughs> like a pirate. Am I doing good? This is why you get fired for rules. I can't hold a Scottish accent for like more than three seconds, so I totally feel like Am I doing Irish or Scottish? Neither. Okay. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Sorry that I kind of technically spoiled the fact that we won. Oh yeah, we won. Early. <laughs> but we'll be getting into that later. Don't you worry. <laughs> Good thoughts, Laura. Nothing, just complete dead pen. Well, you said later, I'm waiting. <laughs> later is technically now. That's true. Scotland is an adversary that came in promotional pack two. Scotland is a very tricky foe. They are all focused on the coast. Ooh. You're going to see that resembled on their lore and resembled on their tactics and what they do mm-hmm. very, very easily. You'll be able to find that theme pretty quick. So let's go ahead and learn. Learn about them, shall we? Let's. What is the lore behind Scotland? Hmm. Scotland's position in Northern Britain has always been a balancing act. King James VII plays this role well, playing the larger and more populous Kingdom of England to the south against the Kingdom of Sweden across the North Sea and the powerful Kingdom of France on the European mainland. His efforts are aided by the recent success of the Darien colony on the Isthmus of Panama. Thanks to distrust and rivalry among the major naval powers of England, Sweden, Spain, and France, Scotland has emerged as the primary broker of international trade. The Kingdom of Scotland is currently in a tenuous alliance with Spain, France, and England against the Northern European alliance of the Sweden, Habsburg, and Prussian kingdoms. However, Scottish merchants frequently carry Swedish goods on the side, rendering any attempts to blockade the North Atlantic largely moot. Scotland controls the key colony of Darien, allowing Scottish merchants to transfer goods from the Atlantic to the Pacific without traveling thousands of miles out of their way around South America. With the unique ability to rapidly ship goods to the Pacific, Scotland has begun to quickly settle the Pacific Rim, establishing colonies in other key trading locations throughout the region. Whenever I hear Pacific Rim, da 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 da, I think of the Jaegers, and I just picture massive like massive metal mech punching monsters in the face. <laughs> I think of the Jaegers like screw you, Scotland. <laughs> Boom. Such a good soundtrack too. It is a good soundtrack, and then the second one came out. How was that one? Anyway, so <laughs> honestly, you go to those movies for the action. You, you don't do. go for the plot or anything. And so. for those ones, relatively grounded action. Right. Right. What? Well. Okay, the camera's grounded. You can tell what's going on. It's funny because I was reminded of so many things when reading the lore. When it says, when they transfer goods from the Atlantic to the Pacific, that one, from the Atlantic to Pacific. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little yep. And then the traveling thousand miles. And I would walk 500 miles. Is that Scottish? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's a Scottish song, isn't that it? That came I, to my I mind. Walk 500 miles. The performers. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Can you see how that like? Oh, everything's being triggered. And then of course word. you can't say the word Pacific Rim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gypsy danger. <laughs> Such a Anyway, so that is the lore that we have completely smothered in pop culture. <laughs> hope you, yeah, hope you wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> what does the book say about the strategy test? Right. <laughs> Ironically, there is no book. There's no book. There's Wait. no book. No. They book. came in a promotional pack. I must be told what to think. There's just one. <laughs> little page here, Did and you? all it says is aspect cards and all the FAQ for playing as Finder. <laughs> it, is the, it is the Finder FAQ. And how Isolate works. <laughs> it is a Finder little page. Let's see. How do you do repeats? How Downpour works? How Isolate works? How Presence works. track bonuses. Oh, fun. <laughs> but yeah, there ain't no tips on what spirits they think you should play. But don't worry, that's what we are here for. Listen to our opinion. We're that's right. Tell you exactly how to do it and don't you dare deviate. Uh, don't worry. Throughout these next two episodes, we're going to hear about our opinions and yours. And it's going to be really interesting and cool to look at the data. But that's for next week. No, Let's... only ours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> only Laura's opinion. Let's... You're making us very Here's popular. how to play Scotland. Don't. Ooh. Oh. You know. Thoughts. You don't have to worry about fighting Scotland. If you never play Scotland. <laughs> big like brain. the big brain move. Yeah. Big brain. What's funny on the wiki, there's a tab where it says like Scotland lore, Scotland strategy. You can click on Scotland strategy and it says none yet. It says none for wow. all of them. Oh, I it just, does? I just oh. want to like, am I allowed to like put in the links to all of our episodes? <laughs> for it would be the worst them? thing. At least it would be better Nobody's than. fighting you for the space. <laughs> I, I mean... was going to say it's an empty market. <laughs> that seems Can we just so... edit this page? <laughs> No, no, we're infringing on other people's space. But no, hey, if you want strategies and ideas, go Google it on the forum page of Board Game Geek mm-hmm. or Reddit, or go look at our own catalog at how to fight all these various adversaries. If you want resources or tips on how to fight them, there you go. And like we've said, it's not just our tips. We read the comments from the players in yep. the community. So Yeah, go to the Discord, ask literally anyone. <laughs> <laughs> go to the general tab and say, hey, how do I fight these peeps? I would first ask Ray about Fractured Days and whether that's a broken spirit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, do not bring up growth through sacrifice. <laughs> no, 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 do no, not. No, no. Do not. <laughs> Ask that one question. Nuclear explosion. Furious <laughs> 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 typing. I feel like I'm laughing with you guys, but because I'm not on the Discord, I don't really uh, know why. Laura, why don't you come involved. over to the Discord, baby? All right, this is starting to get wild. Let's bring it back okay, to okay. Scotland. Let's learn who they are. Yes, they were in Promotional Pack 2. They came alongside Downpour, Drenches the World, and Finder of Paths Unseen. A bunch of other things like Aspect Cards and Diversity of Spirits and a few unique Power Cards and that kind of thing. Some but, really good aspects. Yeah, Promo Pack 2 yeah. is loaded. <laughs> it's great. It's the best Promo Pack. Anyway, let's go and learn what they actually do here. So, they're one of the annoying ones that actually have a loss condition. Lit. Yeah. So the additional loss condition is called Trade Hub. If the number of coastal lands with cities is ever greater than two times the number of boards, the invaders win. So if you are playing a two-board game, so two times two, four lands. lands that have cities in them. Then they this win. one, ugh, right from the get-go, that sets the tone. They like the coast. Oh, hey, by the way, what do we start the game with on land two? Cities. A city! Ah, great. Yes, this means you literally start the game at them being 50% there. Oof. (laughs) Because if they ever have the number of coastal lands with cities on them equal to twice the amount of boards, but you already have 50% of that number at game start, 
Ah, oh, great. <laughs> I, I feel like this would be extremely difficult solo because if yeah. one more city pops right. up, oh, I just lost. Bye-bye. If you get one bad early build. Right, and the cards are just like completely unlucky yeah. against you. Ugh. That would stink. This is why that I don't could play be solo. Rough. Or at least like one spirit solo. Yep. Honestly, I feel as if this loss condition in practice ain't so bad, but you got to be mindful of it. Do not forget, just cities on the coast, cities on the coast, yeah, cities just, on the coast. It sharpens your focus. Yeah, to it really one does. Area. You can't afford to not think about it, but if you are thinking about it, it's actually not so bad because you'll probably, as a result of knowing this trade hub condition being in the game, you, the player, are probably going to be more mindful of putting wilds tokens on the coast, yep. badlands on the Isolate. coast. Preventative tokens on the coast, isolations on the coast, that kind of thing. So if you're proactive about it, it's not so bad, but just don't forget about it. I still feel France in all the lost conditions yep. so far is the one yep. most nail biting. For me, like, it's the most pressure inducing. Yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. easily the most pressure inducing. Because this one is just the number of coastal lands with cities in them, not the amount of coastal cities. When it came to France, it was how many towns do they actually have, not how many lands have towns in them. Oh, and by the way, they start with four towns. Right. Already. So if you have one land with a city in it or one land with 10 cities in it it's still just one land so thankfully and that's kind of nice right it's kind of nice yeah but like i said at first it seems pretty bad and if you're not cognizant of it it can really get away from you sure. but if you are thinking about it thankfully it isn't the worst the stage two escalation is oh. called oh. <laughs> ports <laughs> sprawl outward on the single board with the most coastal buildings, towns, or cities, add one town to the N number of lands with the fewest towns. So N being the number of players. So if you have a three-player game, add one town to the three lands with the fewest towns. Oh, so oh, we'll, this one sucks. We'll get into this. Mine oh. was always this one <laughs> of our three-player game. Yep. Mine was just like, yep, it's my board again. Okay, cool. They <laughs> spit so many towns because because of this. And if you notice, they are adding towns to just the lands that have the fewest buildings. Whether or not those are coastal or inland doesn't matter. Just the number of lands with the fewest towns. Mm-hmm. So, Ugh. What stings for me in my personal experience, say you're not doing so well with your board. Yeah. Then you just keep getting kicked down. Right. The worse you're playing in your game, maybe you're not having a good game, bad cards right. coming up, bad card draws. Right. Then the game itself is just like, oh, right. you're going to get stomped on even more. Right. Because yeah. it says on the single board with the most coastal buildings. So it's not happening to everyone. It's only <laughs> happening to the one character on your team who's having it the hardest. And I feel like. you in particular. I yeah. I feel like everyone's looking at me and I'm just like, yep, it's me again, cool. I'm having a bad game. <laughs> what do you want me to do about this, guys? I get it. I'm not doing I well. I get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that one can really put the spotlight on the player who is the most behind. Yeah. And it can really make it difficult for you to get your snowball rolling. And so, thankfully, your other players who are already doing well, like the leaders just get further ahead, the rich get richer. True. Which, it creates this strange form of yin-yang balance where it's like, well, that person over there is getting wrecked. These players over here are fine. I'm fine. So if they're fine, they need to quickly boon, to use an Age of Empires term, to quickly go and make a bunch of units, get strong, head over to their friend's board, and help them out. Which That's actually funny. precisely what happened. Yeah, so, but I did feel this stage two right. a lot. So, looking at level one, they are at difficulty three. Ooh. All the hard adversaries in this game start at difficulty level three. So only Brandenburg and Sweden start at two. But they have 10 fear cards. Wow. Ugh. 
you'll eventually learn about the fear cards thing. But already, right off the bat, we have an extra fear card at 10. So it is in the second stage, so we are at a 3-4-3. Three, three. And at level 1, Scotland acquires the Trading Port perk. Hmm. After setup, in Coastal Lands, Explore cards add one town instead of an Explorer. The Coastal Lands Invader card do this for a maximum of up to two lands per board. Oh. So this is where you start to feel what Skyland's oh. about, right? We've talked about this. Most yep. adversaries in the first couple levels, right. like, this is what we are. Their identity-defining things happen early. Towns on the coast. On the coast, explore cards will place a town on the land instead of an explorer. So preventing a build won't stop it. So the problem is that it's when they explore. So it's like, hey, cool, I have a disease here. Nope. <laughs> After the explore card, add it. Dang it! No! They're getting a town. And the problem is, is that you have very little time to react because when a town goes there after an explore card, guess what's going to be built? A Pretty city. quick. A city. It's the next thing that comes up. Yeah. Ah! This is why having a slow card that can move towns is great or stopping that explore altogether. But more on that later. Ugh. Thankfully, the Coastal Lands card that comes up will only have this happen two times on your board, but not three. That sounds like it's a wow, big whoop. It actually is quite helpful. <laughs> it still sucks, though. Ugh. A town is so difficult, like you were saying, when the next thing to build is a city. So it's like, oh, it's kind of easy to stop cities from mm -hmm. building on the coast. But what right. if there's already just towns jumping right. in there? It accelerates the whole process. Isolating coastal lands or putting wilds tokens on the coast has never been more important, mm. as those will negate Scotland's level one trading port ability. Yeah. But having other tokens on the coast is good, too. And that's still salient, because you're still going to want to prevent builds like a normal build. But putting Badlands tokens is incredibly, critically nice out there yeah, on the coast because you're going to want all the extra damage out there. So that is their level one. Level two just ramps up a little bit to mm. difficulty four. Not you get bad. 11 fear cards. All right, so you have four, four, and then three fear cards. Okay. They have what's called seize opportunity. So during setup, you add one city to land number two. Oh. <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> Two cities. Awesome. Boom. Already there. Hope that. Hey, where did we have the first city already land. from standard setup? Land two. Was it in land number two? Wait. Uh, Thankfully, it's not in land one or three because then their loss condition would be like sure. already killing you. But if that <laughs> land is the first to show up on your board, it's like, oh, I guess I'm blighting. Remember how we <laughs> right talked now. about earlier in other episodes how fun it was to kill your starting city early? Well, now you got two. You <laughs> <laughs> got six damage lined up That's somewhere. That's not good. Enough. <laughs> Never enough. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, keep going. What? Place coastal lands as the third stage two card and move the two stage two cards above it up by one. So the new deck order is one, one, two, two, one. Coastal lands, two. And then all the three. So the problem here is that we have another city on land two, so we're doubling up, and then we're getting some stage two cards very early. Your second turn in the game, you're going to have a stage two, which means you're going to have the escalation really, really quick. Because yes, you have those first two stage one cards, but the first one is burned and set up anyway. And did I talk about how much I hate that escalation? Because it sucks. Oh. So. Tell us one more time, babe. It's terrible and it comes up quicker. Don't worry about it. Yes. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> that first stage one card you flip for their initial explore. Then you have a single turn with having the stage one and then you're on to twos. Thankfully, you will go back to your stage one, but then that coastal lands card comes. 
comes a lot earlier. And it's guaranteed, by it's the guaranteed way. It's guaranteed to come. It's guaranteed to be in here. Sometimes it'll be shuffled out, and there's a chance True. it'll be shuffled out. It. With Scotland, it's guaranteed to hit you. Kind of a good thing where you do always know when Coastal Lands is coming up, so you can't plan yep. for it. You can't have, like, okay, and I want to Coastal have this Lands does not here. have the escalation effect. True. Which True. Is really Which I hate that escalation effect. <laughs> it's worse. So I think that is the one benefit because this is the only adversary where you will know for sure what mm-hmm. is coming up. No one else right. sets you up You literally have a first. printed timeline right in front of you. This is when Coastal Land shows up. Yep. So I'm seeing that as a little benefit. Yep. True. You can plan for it. At least I can see it. Kind I know. Of. <laughs> I know the bad. You know, that's what everyone who was, you know, belly facing up on a guillotine was able to say when they saw the blade. At least I saw it coming. <laughs> this I don't know dark. if that was their last thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't their last thought last longer? Because I heard you can like live after you're beheaded. Yeah. For, uh, let's get talking like, about this. Remember when Creed from The Office was just like, you know, a human could live for like nine hours after their head's cut off. Don't you mean a chicken? What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Creepy Creed. Gotta love him. Level three mm-hmm. is now jumping up to six difficulty. Oof. 13 fear cards. Four, five, four. Already it, we're at 13. Yeah. Some adversaries get around here at their ultimate. At their max, yeah. And here we are at level three. Chart the coastline. In coastal lands, build cards affect lands without invaders so long as they are adjacent to a city. <sighs> oh, so it's England too. Fun. Okay, cool. Adjacent <laughs> builds. We love these. Adjacent Yay. builds are the worst. I also don't like adjacent builds because those ones are hard to remember also. It is a hard rule right, to remember. Because in coastal lands, okay, so it's just the coast, okay. build cards affect lands without invaders so long as there is an adjacent city. Okay, it's like a few things to remember. But hey, you started with land number two with two cities. What's on either side of land two? Lands one and three. Oh, a no. coastal land. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's always building in the early game. Pretty oh, much. No. If you can't isolate those lands or move two cities. Or kill those cities quick, chart the coastline is going to trigger pretty often. Basically, they will have successful builds a lot more often than a normal adversary would. It is not as bad as England, where it is only on the coast. Mm -hmm. This is affecting England is anywhere. You can have an adjacency build with two buildings next to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to see the bright side here, but it still, (laughs) it stings. And during our game, we'd be like, oh yeah, there is a city right here. This does build. Because you always feel so good when there's an empty land. Ha! You know? You're like, I, I did it. I, I did, did I got something. I did Spirit Island. I did the game. Right. I, and... I did the game. France is like, here, explores. Scotland's like, here, builds. England's like, hey, builds. Stop it! Stop it! I'm a control (laughs) player. I control the board, but what does this do? It circumnavigates control. I hate it. Stop it! Anyway, how was that? (laughs) Moving on to level four. Their difficulty goes up by one from six to seven. We get another fear card. Now it is five, five, four. Wow, early to mid game, huh? Early to mid game. That is where your fight will be. They acquire the perk Ambition of a Minor Nation. During setup, replace the bottom stage one card with the bottom stage three card. What this means is now, instead of being one, one, two, two, one coastal lands, now it's one, one, two, two, three coastal lands. 
I know that those numbers are kind of hard to remember when listening as opposed to seeing it. This is an audio medium. What this means is that it's going to be in your mid game on turn four. You're going to have a stage three card. That's pretty early. That's like at the end of early game, the beginning of mid game, you're having two lands coming at you. As a Shadows player, that's my early game. Right. I can't grow fast. Oh, listen to this. In a row, you have an Escalation, Escalation, Stage 3 card, Coastal Land, Escalation. Wow. Ow. Ah, that's like what six punches right to the right. Face. And boom, guess what? Boom. Here's the gut. Oh, right. sucker punch. After that, it's stage threes for the rest of it. No oh, fun. Pucker up, and so they just come at you. So thankfully, this one is simply a fear card increase and a setup thing. As far as remembering, oh, we love that. We do like that. It's so easy for the purposes of turn to turn remembering, but it just really sets the pace to an aggressive tone from their deck. Usually, when you see an adversary tweaking the deck, it's like, I thought this was Brandenburg thing. <laughs> like I've said this before, I like playing this game. And when you speed it up, it feels a little right. bit uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, right. I'm used to those three stage one cards. I like having a difficult game that's also a long one. Yeah. But not like this. <laughs> this. Brandenburg, you kind of know going in like, okay, like, here we yeah. go. Let's go. Yeah. Fast punches. But that's okay. That's what makes them hard. Yes. And seeing how it goes so aggressively against my preference is one of the reasons why it was such a fun or difficult challenge. Yes. Terror 2 victory, by the way. That's right. Brandenburg was a Terror 2. Ah, yeah. yeah. Wildfire Gree. What a combo. So then we move in into level five. Difficulty eight. Mm. Fear cards 15. <laughs> Sorry. That's so many. <laughs> many lots. Five, six, four. Oh, six, six. in the middle. Yeah. Oh. Ouch. Yeah. Hard. Big ouch. Mm-hmm. Runoff and Bilgewater. That was my nickname back in college. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> never want to be called Bilgewater. <laughs> Will Bilgewater show up today? Actually, what an interesting insult. Bilgewater. You Bilgewater. Because of this adversary, I've actually used it. Have you really? <laughs> yeah. You're it's so great. cool. I like that. I feel like you get called Bilgewater because you like puked in someone's sink or something. Ahem. Anyway. <laughs> to the topic at hand. After a Ravage action adds Blight to a coastal land, add one Blight to that board's ocean without cascading. Treat the ocean as a coastal wetland for this rule and for Blight removal slash movement. Wait a second, uh, Ocean's not even in this game. Wait, what? Uh, Why are we gonna hate on Ocean? Ocean's was like, oh, I love things on the I coast. Know, yeah, let's go, I let's know. go. You and then level five that, comes. I know. Ocean's like an adversary that's all about the coast? <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, no. Ugh, what this means, getting extra blight out there. It happens to go to the ocean, but just at its base, extra blight. So whenever you add a blight to a coastal land from the result of a ravage action, you add a blight to that board's ocean. So even if there wasn't a blight in that land, it's technically right. cascading it's into the cascading. ocean. cascading. Yeah, it's so annoying when you've done your job to clean up and it still happens. That means if you blight once in that location, you're blighting twice. It's not both in the same land, of course, but it's one there and one to the ocean that's next to it. So say you have a coastal sands, mm-hmm. you blight, and it blights into the ocean like you were saying. Uh. Say sands comes up again, you double blight, it cascades into the inland. Uh. There still needs to be blight going into that ocean. It's ridiculous. That was like three or four blight we're just adding that's from one ravage. It doesn't cascade from itself. That's good. Thank goodness. That Otherwise, good. that would be really unfair. <laughs> It'd be a domino effect of sadness that just kills you. But the thing that's so annoying 
thing is now you have to be oh so careful with defense on the coast. They are adding extra people because of the stupid chart the coastline build Mm -hmm. that is happening easier on the coast, but now they're getting extra blight, not on the coast, but on the ocean. But you're going to have to be on the coast, probably, to have a blight card that's good enough to reach the ocean to get rid of that blight. Luckily, like you were saying, you are probably already focused on the coast. Mm -hmm. So hopefully if you're playing at an optimal level and you're focused solely on the coast, you hopefully won't be blighting and then cascading into the Mm -hmm. ocean. So if your focus is already there, at least you don't have to like shift focus to somewhere Mm -hmm. else. I don't know. I'm trying to think of the positives. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough rule. In the Lego movie, the kitty cat must stay positive. You're trying to stay. As like the cloud paradise land was like getting blown up. (laughs) It's what it feels like. Yeah. Level six. Oh boy. Bring it home. Here we go. Ten difficulty. And here it is. 16 fear cards. Oh. The top of any adversary. I'm sorry. How many again? 16. Six. Six. Four. Six. Six. Four. Six in the beginning? You had freaking 12 in the first two. You could play a regular game. 12. Oh. Do you have any idea how frustrating it is to be like, yay, our fifth fear card. Where are we at? Still tear one. And you realize how uh, sucky tear level one fear cards are. <laughs> and you get six of them. Honestly, Remove that's the worst. Remove one explorer. I don't care I about explorers. getting level one fear cards because you're just like, yes, I got angry mobs. Still tear one. No! no! <laughs> I got demoralized. Yes! Still tear one. No! Maybe they stop like a random build or yes. explore, but tear level one fear yeah. cards... I mean, purposely done. Obviously, you can't make them too strong or weaker. And an interesting division, 664. It's interesting because they stayed at four ever since level three for their tier oh, three. Oh, yeah. They never add to tier three. Yeah. Thank goodness. Honestly, if you can actually get into tier three, I think it's like a good signal flag of, hey, you're actually doing pretty good. Okay. It's downhill <laughs> from here. Focus on cities. But as it was stated, the thing about Scotland is at no point do they repeat anything. They do not repeat a difficulty level. They do not repeat a fear card. It always improves yep. from every single level. Every level increases both. And like we said, Scotland has at the moment the most fear cards. So out of all the adversaries, Scotland is easily the bravest. Which incidentally, I do like Scotland needing the most fear because I feel like that really lends itself to like the brave heart, the wild picks, the like we oh. are already a like world of the more fantastical. I like that. They take a lot to get scared off the island. Right. That just seems to historically lend itself. And that makes total sense. Scotland the brave. Scots. If anyone would be touted as the bravest, the most crazy, the most resolute, I would think it would be the Scots. You have like bringer, just terrifying people. The Scots are like, Okay. Nope. We're not even wearing pants. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which incidentally you think would make them scared. It's that... all out in the open, baby. Is that the bilge water? <laughs> no, the runoff. No. Uh, but anyway. they are just built different. No other adversary has six and six Seriously. in tier level one and two. No other adversary. Fun fact. Do you know why bagpipers are always walking? Why they're always on the move? No. They're trying to get away from all the noise. <laughs> Do you not like band pipes? Well, now we're insulting their intelligence. No, that's just a... And their heritage and culture. Just a dad joke I heard. <laughs> any of you are Scottish. I love you. We have Scottish listeners. Hello. Anyway. Hello. What do they actually do at level six? Oh, yeah. I didn't read that part. We just got stuck on the fear cards. It was so many fear cards. I'm still oh. traumatized. 
The game effect is called Exports Fuel Inward Growth. After the Ravage step, add one town to each inland land that matches a Ravage card and is within one range of a building. Stop it! This is what... Stop was, it! I, this broke oh. my back, and this was difficult for all of us. Yes. Where we did a good thing that the Han defended and fought everything back, the land's clear. Oh, it matches a Ravage Once card. Once again, it's the add keyword. You can tell why the difficulty went from 8 to 10. Before, it was only going up by 1, from 3 to 4. Then we had a jump. Then it went from 6 to 7 to 8. Then we jumped again. After the Ravage step, you add a town to each inland land that matches a Ravage card. Do you know why this sucks? Because it happens after Ravaging, but before building. Which means that if there's a town there, guess what happens when you build in a land that has a town? A city! Oh, no! Stop it! Because that can happen where you can have uh, a level one sands, and then you can yes. have a level two sands. So say it matches, that town is added, and then yes. it builds, or the stage level three cards where yes. two lands. You can have matching lands come up back to back. Now, thankfully, it says to each inland land. So this doesn't happen in the coast, which is fine because they're having extra builds on the coast yeah, but anyway. Ryan, now we have problems everywhere. Now we can't just focus on That's the coast. That's the good news. The bad news <laughs> is that we have them all on the coast. Now there's buildings everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere! And of course, within range one of a building. Ooh. Not range one of a city, range one of a building. So isolation will work here. If they're not within range, you stop the adjacency. The really big trouble with this one is the fact that so many lands yes. have to be clear yes. or covered in order to stop it. And the other thing is their escalation is just giving you the finger here. I really feel as if the escalation hurts you the absolute most here at level six. Because the escalation said on the single board that has the most coastal buildings, you add a town to any number of lands, regardless if they're inland or coastal, to the number of lands with the fewest towns. But now, whoever that was who had that happen to them will have this one hit them exceptionally hard. Yes. Because now, after the Ravage step, you add, which can't be stopped, with like a disease token, for example, a town to each inland land that matches a Ravage card that's within range one of maybe any number of those towns that just was placed by that stupid escalation. It was either turn four or five. I wish we had taken a picture of my board. It was just covered in plastic. It was a dumpster fire. It was so many buildings. I'm just like, am I even playing? Am I, I know. Am I Why bother defending two or three here? Why bother playing a game? How the heck they are spitting and another. so many buildings? And another. Thank the maker that this adversary doesn't have bonus health or mm. bonus damage. Too hard. If you're getting into double adversaries, woof, good luck. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Sarcasm. So yeah, that is Scotland. You can see now how they establish cities very easily on the coast since they start with them. Mm-hmm. However, so long as they have a city on the coast, coastal lands will have extra builds so long as those coastal lands have an adjacent city. Adjacent Unfortunately, builds. land two is in between one and three, no. so this is going to happen pretty often and in your early game pretty constantly. Oh, and explore cards at a town. Explore Add a town. Escalation at towns. It's the ad. It's not an action. You can't get around ad. You can't stop that. So you're thinking, you probably want a lot of destructive spirits, but wait, you need to get through so much fear, though. Uh-huh. So like, do I do fear spirits? I like control. This gets around right. control. It kind right. of like, we're good at everything. Whatever spirits Honestly, you bring, we can fight you. It's really hard when you look at the triangle of approach. Okay, I have damage. Let me approach this foe. They got a t- Ton of people, You're gonna bro. need a lot of damage. You're gonna have a tough time. Okay. Well, 
Maybe I'm really good with fear. I'll bring bring. I'll bring fear to the table. Uh, literally the number one most resolute faction in the game. Uh oh. You're gonna have a hard time. Okay, well maybe not so much with the fear. Defense. Maybe I got defense. Let's see if I. Uh, there's oh, a billion people. <laughs> have fun with that. Double bro. cities, extra towns. Have fun. Good luck. <laughs> and then if you Can- want to be like control. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> have fun with those just, adjacency just have builds. Yeah. Have at it. Pick a thing. Sure. Have at it. It craps on you either Ugh. way. But even with all of that being said, we were able to slog and fight, and we were actually able to beat Yay! Oh, this was a long game. It was tough. That word slog. Oh, my I gosh. I wholeheartedly agree. It was wow. a mess. This is one of those games where it's like, we're losing. Until we won. And we're like, hey! <laughs> it was just like... It came out of left field. We were like, how? how? We just had to focus on fear. Fear. Honestly, yeah. And so, when we say fear, again, how many fear cards? There were 16. 16. 16 fear cards. So this was a three-player game. All of us here around this microphone were the ones that were in that game. And it was my birthday. It was. It was my birthday game. Happy birthday, Woo-hoo! buddy. Laura's like, what do you want to do on your birthday? I'm like... Let's be pragmatic. I like playing Spirit Island, but we also have to play Scotland to record. So, two birds, one stone? Stars align! (laughs) (laughs) So, this is a three-player game, and I played as Downpour Drenches the World. I played as my favorite, Thunderspeaker. I played as Fractured Day Split the Sky. Interesting team. Downpour, Thunderspeaker, Fractured. And now everyone at home is like, oh yeah, now I see why John's board was garbage. Yeah. Because I wasn't on my board. <laughs> they were on you your board were... more than you were. <laughs> they were. So, as we said, we had a fear victory with just two turns remaining. I think that's pretty crazy. I'm actually quite glad about that. I think we did pretty good that we only had two turns remaining. Yeah, we had as one... As opposed to being on the final. Like, hey! Because we had one card left, so we had that card. I guess it is two turns. It is two turns, yep. Like one and a half turns. I, <laughs> I feel like I've had closer games where it was yep. like more down to the wire. It that felt, felt better Oh. We're really doing oh shoot, it's the last turn. We might lose. Because See, we can't like there amp comes it up a into victory point fast enough. In a game sometimes when you have a mastery over the game state. Awesome, cool. I think we actually are doing well against the threat of blight and the threat of damage. That's how we were against France. <gasps> Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> the threat of time is now the worst. How close are they to running out of the deck? They got three cards left. How many fear cards do we have left? Uh, seven. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Who's a fear spirit? Oh. This game was a thinker. We had to earn this one. Because... Oops. Oh, my goodness. We had some of the most amount of... All right, guys. Let's talk. It felt like Winnie the Pooh, the... Think, 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 think. It felt like that. <laughs> and sometimes you get to terror level three, and you're like, oh, there's two cities left. Mm-hmm. I take these two out before the build. Bing, bang, boom. We win. We got to terror level three. We're like, oh, we're not even close right. to knocking out all this right. There are many lots of we cities. So right. many cities. And at least you have tier three fear cards helping you at that point, but you don't get a whole lot of them at that point. No, you only get four. No. So one thing I will say that was awesome, we had a healthy island from start to finish. What the what? Yeah, baby. We were very focused on the coast, as Ryan said. Yep. I think mine blighted into the ocean with that special level five rule. Yeah, I think mine had the most blight on it. We get it, guys. I sucked. (laughs) 
Well, on the board stage. We're busy. I was doing other teams. As downpour, I'm happy to report my lands never blighted. Mm. Ironically, I actually didn't heal my starting blight. John took it because he wanted to use it for sea monsters. <laughs> <laughs> I took things over. That's totally fine. That's absolutely fine. Sorry, so, Bucko. No, dude, that's totally cool. But we had a very interesting and awesome game. Right off the bat, Isolation was fantastic. Oh my goodness. Isolation was just the bomb. I kept like setting up isolates in certain lands. And thankfully with Downpour, I had access to a lot of isolates. Of course. Because I can repeat the card in my hand that lets me do isolate a bunch of times. Can you, just a quick sidebar, tell listeners how you track repeats. I like what you did. Oh, I simply used the cardboard element tokens that came with Jagged Earth. And I used those to track how many times I've done a repeat with my special rule. Because with downpour, it can get tricky. Like, did I already do this one? Right. Or do I have three or right. four? And every now and then, John, as Fractured Days, was allowing me to repeat stuff. Oh, and so, so, it was repetition. important for me to remember who's getting the repeat. Is this one of mine, or is this one of John's? Because if it's one of mine, I gotta pay its cost again. Mm-hmm. So, if I was playing with Earth, maybe, yes. or something, you wouldn't have to pay its cost again, depending on his threshold. But it's important to know who's getting you that repeat, so that you don't go over your limits. Because, at best, Downpour can only ever get to five repeats. It's amazing, but you can only ever get up to five. Speaking of keeping track, I will pat us on the back. This is the best we've done with rules. Not that we've cheated in the past, but we were so focused. I'm only saying this because Laura was in the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. She's not even mad. (laughs) She's like nodding. Yep, that's fair. (laughs) Did we build here? Who cares? (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. I will say I wasn't the stickler on the rules for Scotland because I didn't Me and Ryan had the adversary card right Right between us. us. It was over on the other yep. side of the table. I was like, can I see that? They're like, no. No. Oh, no, no. That escalation tempted me to not follow the rules, but we had to. <laughs> we, we followed all the rules. Okay. No, jokes aside, we did it to the letter. Well, sometimes people think, like, does Lord cheat? <laughs> the but answer we, is yes. Sometimes, but yeah. not while no, we're okay, at the wheel. No, okay, see, here's the thing, though. I usually don't cheat intentionally. Intentionally. Uh, yep. How many times can you claim very that, good at that. Um, Many lots. Okay. It is true, though. She does speak the truth. Yes. There are many times where she'd be like, oops, guys. Sorry, I was cheating. I didn't know it. And then she'll say, this is what I did. I've been doing that this whole time. So when she says she cheats, it's just an acknowledgement of truth. It's not like malicious intent to, hey, I'm going to intentionally cheat right. and do it. It's usually a, a discovery like... Absent-minded, unaware of the rules. Very bad guilty? at remembering rules. You decide. <laughs> anyway, so... To start the game, I want to talk about my deck of days that never were. You get your four yes. cards of yes. either one. This was, I think, the best pull I've ever had. Here are my four majors. Unrelenting growth. Oh, yes! Tsunami, (laughs) Sea Monsters, and Entwined Power. So two coastal focusing cards. Unrelenting Growth. Yeah. Double Growth, which is insane. Unrelenting Growth is probably one of my favorite cards of all time. Really? Yep. You know me. I love getting presents out there. You do. I'm addicted to that. I mean, my minors weren't as good, but when I looked at my majors deck, the days that I never wore, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be good for other spirits. Mm -hmm. So as Downpour, I had to 
make sacred sites everywhere. You were making the tallest sacred sites. I had to make them all over the place. Thankfully, whenever Downpour makes a sacred site, it also makes a land that it's in a wetland. That is incredibly crucial to their gameplay because so many of their cards are in a better state, like an upgraded state, right. when the land comes from or happens in a wetland. However, it was incredibly important for me to keep my lands defended and clear, though, because I, A, had so many cards that are range zero yeah. that I need these lands to stay wetlands. So I'll get into why I really needed that. But suffice it to say, I needed wetlands everywhere for my powers to work. So I needed sacred sites everywhere, but I also needed to defend them. Yeah. You see, it's one thing to have sacred sites everywhere. It's another thing to have sacred sites and just keep them there. Mm-hmm. So, my MVP cards, honestly, were my starting hand. Really? Unbearable Deluge was phenomenal. I copied that one multiple times throughout the game in multiple lands. What's that card do? (laughs) This is your go-to defend card. The defend card that has the most oomph. In a land that you are in, i.e. range zero, one fear. Push two to Han, defend three. If the target land is wetland, then isolate it. Thankfully, this card can go in any land, and since it's a defend card, obviously it's fast. But defend three. The thing that is unfortunate, though, is that you have to get the Dahan out of there. You get great defense for zero cost. And the thing that's so great about that is when you repeat cards as downpour, you must repeat them by paying their cost. Since it's zero, you have to spend zero. Nice. This is a wonderful candidate for repeating powers. This is your only card in your hand that starts at zero. I really love finding zero costing cards for downpour for the purposes of repeating them. Yep. But you get to defend and isolate a land so long as it's one of your sacred sites. Because it's a range zero card, you probably are making a sacred site there. Right. So it probably is a wetland. Right. So the thing that was unfortunate is that I like having Dahan in lands mm-hmm. to counterattack. But since downpour will actually reduce the amount of counterattack damage they deal, I actually see sent my Dahan to Laura's board because she was Thunderspeaker. It was so nice. So it's actually quite handy. Right over. Yep. So I'm like, you know what? I am actually capable of using Dahan, but just not as efficiently as you can. And we could really benefit from Laura having so many Dahan on the coast. I forgot so about that. So that's where I sent them. I forgot about that. It was that, so nice. That's such yeah. a good point because I think this might have been one of the friendliest Thunderspeaker games because I forgot you were doing that. You were pushing Dahan towards Laura. I just gave mm-hmm. her bucket loads of Dahan. So many. <laughs> And then obviously people know as Fracture Days, I can make Dahan. Dahan. Consistent Dahan spawning characters with Blur the Arc of Years. Blur the Arc of Years. It's a fast power. If no Dahan or invaders are present, remove a Blight, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. If invaders are present, they build and ravage. Not so good. But... If Dahan are present, add one and then push up to two. Yep. So guess who is adding Dahan? And then, oh, by the way, I can push them once I've made them. So both John and I, as Fractured and Downpour, were just funneling Dahan to Laura's board, and it was fantastic. I think it was the biggest army I've ever seen for Thumbjus. It was awesome. We did have the one Rituals of Tarot. We grouped Mm -hmm. up ten. Sure, but But that was just like a scenario. That's a symptom of the actual gameplay, because that's your literal objective. Right. So Unbearable Deluge combined with Rain and Mud Suppress Conflict, your first left innate, I was able to stack so much defense. Yes. That's just Downpour 101. Unbearable Deluge, Rain and Mud Suppress Conflict. Because that innate allows you to get up to two defense per presence you have in a land. Ooh. So in a sacred site, 
bam, right there, you have four defense. And that's for all of your presence. So that is how you get to the ridiculous amount of flexible, high amounts of defense. Because the card, Unbearable Deluge, defends three if you play it once, and it's zero energy. So if I have level two of the innate, and I have this card played once, and it's a sacred site, that's already defense seven with one card. Repeat it a single time, defend 10. So they're the best defensive spirits. Repeat it three mind. times, I can do it in another spot. Defend 10 in two lands. And this amount of easily accessible high defense was amazing, considering I had a buddy on my team that was letting me fetch my cards back. Hey. This was so nice. I want to say, I think the reason we didn't blight out, obviously Lower's destroying a lot, but mm-hmm. my board was looking pretty rough. Yep. Ryan, you defending so much and you having a clean board helped us because I did look at the card after after we were cleaning up. It was mm-hmm. downward spiral. So oh, we would, oh, would, no. would look <laughs> for Laura to lose presence, which that is her ammo. For you to lose presence, yeah. which is defense. And for me to right. lose presence, who's not on the island, that, that would be bad. It that been, be really bad. I think it would have lost us the game. Had we flipped. There were a few times where we were like, oh no, we're getting a lot of blight out there. It was me. It was getting Laura's dicey. looking at me. It was mm-hmm. my board. I get it. <laughs> right. Ew. So we'll get into this in about five minutes here, but one thing that was really interesting was explorers specifically tended to linger in my lands while the buildings got wrecked. So ironically, having a buildup of explorers was actually starting to become an issue. Dahan could have picked them off for me, but I gave most of them to Thunderspeaker, and I'm totally... It was worth it. Yes. Glad I did so, because it was worth it. We'll get into that in a minute. Why were buildings not so much a problem? Foundations sink into mud. Who needs a major when you have oh that card? Oh my word. This card was amazing. This was my nuke. This was my go-to attack card each reclaim cycle. Doing it three times can cleanse a land of all Buildings. All of them? Yes. But there's 17 buildings in that land. Say again, how many? Foundations <laughs> Sink into Mud is a one-costing slow power in a land that you are in do two damage to towns. Yeah, that doesn't take out everything. Or, if target land is a wetland, you may instead deal one damage to each building. Whoa. Do one damage to each building and do that card three times? Play it once naturally, repeat it twice, every building dead. This card was phenomenal. It does cost one, but it basically is a major at that point. A cheap major. Right, because sure, you have to spend three energy to make it happen, but when you think about what you can do with that, I think three energy is actually a pretty good price. It's basically jungle (laughs) hungers, but better, because it can take out cities. And for me, targeting buildings with this power consistently, Foundation Sink into Mud, was critically important for contesting their level six ability, because they were adding so many towns. But every time that I did this twice, all the towns are dead. And if I did three times, all their cities are dead. Because this was a slow power that happened after the Ravage action. Right. So I have good news and bad news. Good news, I did this a lot. We needed it. And got a ton of fear. Bad news, it was dramatically needed and I had to do it constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Thankfully, I had a buddy that would allow me to reclaim cards. Yes. So I could keep doing it over and over again here and there. So both innates that Downpour has, Water Nourishes Life's Growth and Rain and Mud Suppress Conflict, were also absolutely 
critical. The reason why is because one of them gave me the ability to get rid of blight, which usually downpour does. I actually never removed a blight because all the blight I would have gotten rid of, John borrowed. Yep. Instead, it was so incredibly important for me to have energy. I gassed myself pretty much every single turn. Yeah. It was very common for me to just bankrupt myself every single turn. Turn. That's why I never went for majors. I honestly never did. I stuck with minors and my base hand because I had to just be pouring myself. I was stretched as thin as I possibly could but while I, also being awesome. I think that's a viable strategy, especially the downpour, because you can make a simple zero-costing minor or yeah. one-costing minor power right. a major. Because you repeat it five times, any yep. power becomes a major yep. power. And rain and mud suppress conflict was absolutely critical, both for the defense that it gives in the early and mid game and in the damage it can do in the late game. Ooh. A little more on that in a little bit. So the very first card I picked up was probably one of the best cards I could have found. I found Sucking Ooze. This card, I think, was made, was made for Downpour. It is a fast power. It gives you a needed earth element and a water element, and it's zero. Remember what I said about cards that are zero cost? So when you repeat them, yes, they're free. Thankfully, this one is range one, and it has to be in a specific land. It has to be in a sand or a wetland. <laughs> Usually, that means 50% of the board, just in general. You can't go to jungles. You can't go to mountains. Thankfully, though, for me, I can make wetlands. I think most of your board were wetlands. I'm not even Pretty joking. Much. I think Out of two. your eight lands. I think two weren't. Least, yeah, six. I, honestly, yeah. I think two weren't. I have the picture. I can look it up. I was moving presence around so much that it's more of like an on average thing. Okay. Looking at the picture at game end, I was right. It was two. Two lands on my board that weren't wetlands. But the thing is, is throughout the game, I would move over here, move over there. Yeah. So which lands were wetlands would actually change. The storm was moving right. across the island. But point being, sucking ooze usually could only go to 50% of the board. Here though, I could use it wherever I wanted. Because bam, look at my growth tracks. I have moving presence options. I can just make one. Yeah. And now sucking ooze is legal. Sure. During the growth, you can just make one. And what does Sucking Ooze do? To fear. If invaders are present, isolate target land. Well, I think invaders are going to be present on this board. <laughs> they were all over the place. <laughs> so that was constant. But the thing is, is I spanned this card for isolation and fear. Like I said, bad guys were everywhere. So that conditionary effect was constant. But the fear yes. was great. How many times was I like, you know what? Six fear. 10 fear, 8 fear, this turn from this one card. It was incredibly good for the isolation. It was one of the ways I was able to get isolation out there. Yes. Along with Dark Sky's Lusa Stinging Rain, which also has the capacity to isolate. But the thing that was so great, though, is that this one was free. Yeah. And it gave me fear. So I've seen this discussion or talked about in BGG, Reddit, mm -hmm. Discord, where people are talking about top fear spirits, and we were just kind of talking about in general with our All-Star series. Here's what has been interesting. This is the chatter I've been hearing, or I've been noticing, mm -hmm. Downpour, one of the top fear spirits. Oh yeah, easy. So easy. many minor powers, Ryan, Seriously. you said you focus on your yep. minor powers when you play yep. Downpour. So many minor right. powers have fear. Two right. fear, three fear. If you find Land of Haunts and Embers, if you find Reign of Blood, oh my gosh. <laughs> or Sucking Ooze, if you right. find these cards, right. it doesn't say they generate a lot of fear in their summary of powers, but in our three-player game, Ryan was our fear spirit. The 
asterisk that's awesome about Downpour is that one of the things that they're strong with is any minor power card that's zero that you could spam with ease. And even if it's not a zero costing power card, even in your late Just, game, you one. can take a minor power, replay it literally five times. <laughs> sure, that's six energy. If the card, for example, paid one. Yeah. But depending on what you're doing, that could be ridiculously lethal. Oh, it's a major power. Yeah. So the funny thing is, is that card is never looked at as like a serious fear card usually, but you can, as downpour, make it into an insane fear card. Now, I might get some heat for this next thing, but I don't care. Uh Uh-oh. I found growth through sacrifice. (laughs) And, yes, I took it. If it's a playable card, (laughs) it's in the game, we can take it. I played Unrelenting Growth. Sue me. It's making more and more sense to me (laughs) why everybody hates it and you guys are wrong. So, literally, the first time in my entire life I have ever used this card. I've seen you pass I have literally never used this card because everyone jumps on you when you use this card. It's a fantastic card. And the reason why everyone gets mad at people who use it generally to kind of cut through the sarcastic comedy here is (laughs) it's just simply a card that gives a lot of very good value to the player without costing a whole lot. But the thing is, is have you seen Scotland (laughs) six? They're pretty hard. And I only ever used it a grand total of three times. I don't think that's like too crazy. I didn't go crazy with it. In essence, for the sake of brevity, this card allows you to get, for no energy cost, another presence out there. It's awesome. You still lose a presence. The cost is you have to lose a presence. Yes, you give up a presence, but you can get another presence out there. So at first, you're like, wait, destroy a presence? That sounds bad. Mm -hmm. Eh, You could honestly have nine presents destroyed in a game, and you still have five presents out there. You're good. How much we Uh, both, or at least me, have changed on, like, losing presents. It's just like, eh, water. But I'm downpour. (laughs) I can get it back. <laughs> so anyway, one thing that was so great though was John was able to use unrelenting growth on me very early. So it I was, was my able first to card get I pulled yeah. from days that never. Yep. Won. Oh, it was fantastic. Anyway, so I did have growth through sacrifice. Yes, sue me. I had a very fun combo with Unbearable Deluge, which is the defend card that we talked about, and Dark Skies Loose a Stinging Rain. That card is yet another one of Downpour's starting cards. It does cost one energy, but if you are within range one of a wetland... Isolate target land. Then you may push up to one explore and up to two Dahan. This was one of my go-to cards for getting Laura the Dahan that she needed. E. However, this was pretty fun. I had to get silly with some of my card plays and when I played them. I do remember this Why? dance. Yes. The thing that was funny is, if you remember, Unbearable Deluge moves Dahan before the defense comes in. Which means that if you wanted to counterattack with Dahan and you played that card, the Dahan move away because it's raining too hard. <laughs> what I would do is I would move Dahan away with Unbearable Deluge to then immediately bring them back by playing Dark Skies Loose Stinging Rain Were we just here? In that adjacent land that they moved to. Get back in there! What a fun dancer. <laughs> I mean, you have to think out of the box sometimes yep. against level 6 adversaries. We had to make it you work. Do. You gotta make it we work. We had to do it. Gotta do we it. had to do it. You have to not bend the rules, but just like find maneuvers around yep. certain things. Yep. So, like I said, I was stretched for energy pretty much the entire game. I couldn't go for major 
wagers, which was fine since I was able to break even every single turn with all the repeats of minor powers that I was playing. Yes. I was actually able to get fully upgraded due to both unrelenting growth and growth through sacrifice. And a fully upgraded downpour is a strong spirit. It's a lot of deluge. Fractured support was amazing and cannot be ignored. Particularly the card play. Fractured over here was giving me one additional card play without me paying its cost. Mm-hmm. What I would do is all the time I would leave a zero costing card not played. And if you notice, Downpour actually doesn't have great card play. Takes them a while to get to two, and it takes them even longer to get to three. But you're repeating, so technically right. you're playing cards or sure, like powers. Sure, you're repeating, but the thing is, is since you are repeating, that means you're kind of locked into that one card a bunch of times. Sure. So to get a variety of different cards, you're only ever able to get three. But since you're allowing me to play a card by paying its cost, mm-hmm. I can essentially get a fourth. This was huge for my elements it was huge for getting multiple selections of repeats out there and fractured days playing the past returns again was incredibly helpful especially for avoiding those stupid escalations because i did manipulate the invader deck i already hear people saying like you can't use visions of shifting future because it says there <laughs> look at the top card of either the invader deck or the event deck return it then shuffle the deck's top two cards but the next tier says instead of returning and shuffling you may put that card you looked at at the bottom of its deck but you may not do this if cards are specifically placed during setup which is all scotland does they specifically place cards in their mm-hmm. setup because you have to build their deck and move stage two cards and coastal in stage three but however however the past returns again doesn't say that you, can, <laughs> you just swap the top card of the invader deck with a card in the invader discard pile within one invader stage of it yep so that means you can replace a two with a one or a three with a two because but never a three with a one i know that is something that people think they can do with the innate but it says if it is specifically designed to do something you can't which right. is fine yeah it's balanced it's, it's it is balanced and it's nice you have a card that can do it so remember how we were talking to you all about how annoying it was to have escalation escalation stage three Coastal lands, escalation. We were able to stall some of those and we were able to have the choice. Would we rather them go to two lands or escalate again? Mm -hmm. Or for that one time, yeah, let's just do another stage one. (laughs) Yeah, that was really nice. I unfortunately, sometimes I don't play perfectly. Most times we got coastal lands. I was like trying to plan it so we can. It's fine. I missed the coast. I didn't forget that one or move that one away. Right. No, it's okay. It's one of those things where whenever you get out of an escalation, it's helpful. Yeah. Trust me, that escalation was hurting you more than anyone else. It's one so of those stopping lies. that yeah. is quite useful. It's one of those things too where you can have this game plan of Spirit Island like on turn three I'm going to play this card and I'm going to grow here and I'm going to use this growth option and mm-hmm. I'm going to gain this much energy and then you play the game. Right. <laughs> and I'm like oh I'm going to save the past returns again for the coastal land and then you play the game like the escalations and you get rid of that and mm-hmm. it's funny how the game really takes your plans and throws it out the window mm-hmm. especially against level six. It what? does because so many different things can affect it and then even what your teammates do and it's- So many variables. Thinking on your feet all the time, especially with a difficult spirit. Let's talk about Thunderspeaker. It is true that Downpour got some really good fear gains, but Thunderspeaker raked it in. It's the best Thunderspeaker game I've seen. Both Thunderspeaker and Downpour this game just raked in the fear. It was insane. 
How many times did we see a manifestation of power and glory just decimate multiple buildings? And I don't mean like just two or three, but I mean like, and there's three towns and two cities, even more than that sometimes. Especially like, those extra to Han you were sending or I was creating. Right. And it was like, and there's two, four, six, seven, eight, and nine. Fear? Oh, and a bunch of like change for explorers. It's worth it. Oh, remember those extra Dahan that we were talking about? The ones that John was spawning and sending to Laura's board? Oh, and the ones that I took from my board and sent to Laura's board? Well, guess what? It's true that I could have used them, but the thing is, is I can nuke buildings. If I had Dahan, I can get rid of my explorers. I thought it was significantly more efficient for us to just load Laura up with all the Dahan, and I'll just worry about buildings. I'll cross yeah. the bridge of explorers. the explorer problem later because I can nuke the bad guy buildings with Foundation Sinking to Mud, and she was just nuking bad guys. Laura, tell us about Thunderspeaker. You are our Thunderspeaker player. Well, I was spread a little bit thin because I was trying to take care of my board, but also John's board. Thank you. Yeah, because You're keep welcome. rubbing that in. Thank you. Well, in all seriousness, though, Fractured usually does yeah. need help yeah. on their board. Right. Like, you were helping both of us out growing so much Seriously. that it was like, okay, I felt like whenever they were ravaging, I'm like, all right, I got four areas that I'm trying to defend or ravage. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to help defend and Ryan was able to help defend. But it was kind of cool. I ended up with my army split across both boards, trying to do Manifestation of Power and Glory as often as I could. Yeah. What um, was really interesting was to see which cheat codes John was giving to which spirits and how they were helpful. For me, it was the extra card play, the repeats, and the reclaim. For Laura, it was more the play something fast and reclaim. Yes. A lot of playing things fast. There are a couple of times we were able to play Manifestation of Power and Glory in the fast phase. Quickly. Yeah. Right. And just get in there and nuke something before they were able and to And for get me, it. it actually wasn't so good because it doesn't change the card to fast. It says you may resolve a slow power now. Correct. Why is that important? It's because the base card still doesn't change. So, so if, you if repeat I repeated it, it's still slow. When John would ask, hey, who needs it? I'm like, give it to her. Yes. I don't need it. I actually don't. She benefits from it much better. But when it came to card play, I'm like, I need it. Like, <laughs> or a repeat. Yeah. One thing I have critiqued as a spirit of Thunderspeaker or criticisms I've said is usually you get into this death ball, but you're only in one spot, one land. Mm-hmm. And I think when I'm saying that, I'm just internalizing how poorly I play Thunderspeaker. Right. <laughs> when seeing Laura play and how you were able to spread out across the islands and you were taking that criticism and just throwing it under the rug because you were able to, like we've stated, handle multiple lands, multiple boards, and spread out. And you were stretched a bit thin, like you said, but you were able to hit hard in more than just one spot. And it was cool to see because I felt like I was learning, like when we watched Ryan play Sharp Fangs, I felt like I was like, oh, this is how you do that. And this is how you save so Dahan don't die, so you don't die. And this is how you group people up. It was really cool to watch. But the cool thing, though, also was the team aspect of logistically moving Dahan. Every single time that John and I had a Dahan moving thing, we would honestly ask Laura, hey, this is how far I can move them. This is how many. Where would you like us to put them? Oh, yeah, constantly. And we just let her be the air traffic controller. Yep. In this case, it was ground traffic control and just completely move like, hey, I have the capability to move some peeps. Where do you want them? Go that way. Cool. I'm setting up over here. Can you dump anything in this well, spot? Well, tell us how you were able to defend with Dahan. So I picked up oh. Domesticated Animals Go Berserk. Honestly, one of my favorite Jagged Earth cards. Which gives you 
you a fear and gives you defend five. Now you have to be range zero, but the nice thing about Thunder Speaker is that they tend to travel with the Dahan. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, I need to be there. Oh, well, let me just scoot, scoot one little dude in there, and I'm there. It was cool seeing both you so mobile, both downpour and incredibly useful. Yes. How many times are we going to talk about how good domesticated animals go berserk? It does seem like it comes up almost every episode. We always try and pull it's it. It's almost we see as it. if Thunder Speaker can go through the power deck pretty quick. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Game hey, two power hey. cards. And it's also as if that card is amazing. <laughs> then I also had words of warning. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, defending three, which turns out to be not as much defense as you often need with Scotland, especially where the towns are piling up. But hey. And then I picked up Call to Guard, which I really love because it has my elements that I need with the sun and the air. Mm-hmm. So you can gather up to one Dahan. Then if Dahan are present, defend one per Dahan, which when you're tromping your little army around, those times when I couldn't play Manifestation of Power and Glory fast, like you're able mm-hmm. to defend, which was great. I think this was game changing. And also how we weren't blading as much as typically you would expect in a tough game like this, mm-hmm. because obviously you were being so defensive and then Laura was grouping people up. And oh, by the way, each one of these Dahan, these eight Dahan that she has, now it's defend right. eight. That's huge. That's Plus, a huge card. Huge. For if you can defend the Dahan army, they will fight back and destroy everything in that space. So you don't have to defend it again. One comedic detail about domesticated animals go berserk. It requires the player to play that card in a land that has buildings in it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, fine. We're the skulls. <laughs> there were buildings everywhere. The field but- animals are not going berserk. The domesticated animals are. Ah, That's right. It's a ram. I pet a lamb today, by Aww. the way. You did? We did. They had did a you lamb. Were petting zoo? No, they brought a lamb to school. We walked out back and there's a lamb. His you name didn't was tell me Polar. This. We don't talk And he anymore. chased one of my students. It was really funny. <laughs> Laura's a teacher, by the way. <laughs> In case you forgot. Or you just never Why knew. are you always around children? <laughs> But, 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 the biggest but ever. So I made the joke several times throughout the night of like, man, if only I had wrapped in wings of sunlight, I could air fly over there. And I wish I with wrapped in wings of sunlight. And then after I pulled it out of my sleeve, I found wrapped Raps You cheated. I know wings. you cheat. I know you do the poker cheat. Of she does the poker sunlight. <laughs> she found it wrapped in wings of sunlight. I've never oh seen my God. such jubilee in a Spirit Island game. Because oh it was just like, it was like mid-game. mid-game. We were like, oh no, this place has gone to garbage. I think at one point we were like, I could defend for you, but I can't get over there in time. It and was... I had just said, I'd pulled my four cards and been like, man, I wish I got wrapped in wings of sun. Ah! <laughs> so to those of you who don't know, there are many cards in the deck that certain spirits really want to find because they gel with that card so well that it's like almost game over. Every element. If you have it. Mwah. Like if spreading rot gets walls of rock and thorn, GG. If... Ocean gets tsunami, GG. <laughs> if, if green gets jungle hungers, GG. But if Thunderspeaker gets rap and wings of sunlight, oh! I felt the whole room exhale be like, oh. Okay. Yes, we it's the chance. same amount After of catharsis that you get if River finds Cleansing Floods yeah, or something like, like that. Yeah. Ooh, maybe we have oh, a chance. Yeah. Because we were way down in the fear. We need so many more fear cards. Right. But it did feel like we have a fighting chance. Once she got this card, Thunderspeaker went on killing sprees. <laughs> When we say oh, airlift. it was ridiculous. Wait, oh yeah, read the card. Okay, so Raptor Wings of Sunlight. It costs three. It's a fast one. Range zero. Move up to five to Han from target land to any land. What? Any land. What? What do you, you find can her? literally teleport them. Six boards away if you want. Any. Mm-hmm. 
defend five in that land. And if you max out on the elements, which if you're Thunder Speaker, you're going to be dumb if you don't. Oh, dang. It's first gather up to three to hunt. Oh. So you can move your people around. You can ring your five with but you. But hey, and guess what? You can move with them. So you can take an army of 25 damage. Range zero. Oh, no. From one side of the board to the other side to not only hit something hard, but then get ready to scoot scoot into the next land. Like, because you yeah. have a friend that lets you reclaim the card. It so let's amazing. go and do it again. Oh, yeah. And then once I hit my own reclaim one, John's letting me reclaim. I'm reclaiming. We're like getting wrapped in wings of sunlight and... As a Fractured player and as someone who played Fractured in this game, I will say your growth phase, you need to wait and see mm. what you guys do. Yeah. Ryan would say to me, hey, John. I need you... another card play this turn. John, can badly. I have another card play? Laura, can you make me fast? John, I need to reclaim this card so I don't have to do my reclaim option through my right. growth. Yeah. Right. So then I hear that and be like, okay, I mean to do growth two and get sun so I can trigger right. this or I need right. to play these cards. It's like when you play Overcooked and an order card comes in and you have to like as a chef put into your recipe what kind of thing do I need to do yeah I need I growth too here <laughs> it's, it's a my fun favorite game, game. Well, like, so point fun. being, hey, guys, what do you need? I need this. All right, do you need anything? Bro, honestly, I'm good. Help her. Cool. Laura, what do you I need? Focus on Laura. I need mm-hmm. this. Cool. You can do that. It is, Ryan, that is a perfect analogy. We're yep. waiting for someone's order because it's not like I just can't do my own thing and bottle up. I need to be right. in constant communication right. with the entire island. Be like, who needs what? Yeah. How can I help? Because that's basically all I'm doing. That's where Fractured truly excels, in my opinion, when you, the players, are communicating the needs that everyone's going to have. And that's is something we did very well so thank mm-hmm. you for telling me your needs because then Seriously. I would be like oh I'll do growth three I'll get a sun or I'll reclaim I'll get that air so I can yeah. trigger the second tier of slip the float it was just like everything was just clicking and I'd be like okay yeah. I need right. lettuce I, right. need, I need meat I need right. cheese I, I just all, all made sense yep. right. now we always talk about how utility and various utility based powers can be hard to quantify as to what they actually do on the board mm-hmm. but the thing that's really cool is in this instance how does letting Thunderspeaker play Raps and Wings of sunlight more often consistently from turn to turn. Does that sound. help? Does that help? <laughs> How about Downpour getting an extra card play when they struggle yeah. just to get to two card Yes. Plays? Does that help? Does that help? <laughs> At all? Yes. So we did get the fear card, Immigration Slows, and we got it at level two. Big whoop. That's six cards within tier two. (laughs) This is the one where invaders skip the next normal build and the card stays put. This was actually huge because it bought us some time to really hit them hard. And boy, did we. Oh, it was great. This is where we were doing the Raps and Wings of Sunlight attacks. This is where I was doing some foundation sinking to mud. Like you said, Manifestation Power and Glory. Thunderspeaker's big late game kapow was the Raps and Wings of Sunlight. For Downpour, my biggest late game push was getting a maximum level rain and mud suppress conflict. This, at maximum levels, because I was fully upgraded, was able to reduce bad guy health by one. This meant that when I was using Foundation Sink into Mud, I only needed to play it twice to nuke all buildings yep. instead of playing it three times. So if I play that card four times, once naturally, repeated three times, I can clear two lands of every single 
building. When you think about the fact that we had manifestations of power and glory and wraps and wings of sunlight happening, each of those cards, you know, that's two cards. So those like two lands getting completely nuked in the late game. And for me to be completely nuking two lands of yeah. buildings. Ridiculous. It was phenomenal. Reducing the bad guy health by one is huge <laughs> because Foundation Sink into Mud gets so much more efficient with its replays. Foundation Sink into Mud is basically just Jungle Hunger's on speed dial. Yeah. Kinda. Because you start with it, and it's cheaper. No, it doesn't kill all explorers, but it can kill all the buildings. It can kill way more cities. Mm -hmm. So it's funny, because Jungle Hungers is better for towns and explorers, and Foundation Sink into Mud is better for towns and cities. So the best thing is if you can honestly have both. But <laughs> but you can. Like I said, that. it's broken. basically, you get the idea of what I was saying. It's kind of like Jungle Hungers on speed dial. Oh my word. Once we had that... That capability secured, that is when I was like, hey, we might actually have something here, y'all. <laughs> we might have a chance. I want to do a quick little analysis of Fractured. I know this is a scary spirit. Yes, let's talk about Fractured. And it not, is. It's terrifying. Not, no. And Laura, you stated on the podcast of having a panic attack while trying to play it. and Not to make light of anybody's actual panic attacks. Right. It is a difficult spirit. It is high complexity. You're not dealing with a lot on the islands. Ryan, I actually learned something from you playing Sharp Fangs, hmm. how to play Fractured. Similar to you doing this aggressive build where you have three presents mm -hmm. on the island, that's it. Oh. That is what I did. Three to four. If we ever were close to blighting, I'm like, just in case, tipping point, maybe four presents. Right. I need my time. time. Seriously, you had so much time. I need time because... I don't know. I think sometimes I say wildish things or I'm very reactive. Slip the flow of time. The left innate might be one of the strongest, if not the strongest innate in the game. Because, like you said, it's hard to quantify what right. good can come from it. Right. So if I am letting someone play a slow power fast every single turn, that's right. insane. If I'm mm -hmm. letting you play an extra card and you're repeating it a bunch, mm -hmm. that's insane. Okay. Mm -hmm. You play a card. Then mm -hmm. you can reclaim it. Yep. And then you play a card from your hand. Then you're getting to repeat right. powers. Yeah. Yes. And then if I am playing with green, you can repeat gift of proliferation. Oh. And then you are, yes, manipulating the deck. I will say, Fractured is a unique spirit where sometimes you can just spam energy. Instead of doing game one time times Seriously. three, game two energy times three. Right. You can spam your own energy acquisition. You can even spam your own card play up to seven. I don't think wow. people should forget about that. Yes, yeah. Ryan, growth two. <laughs> you can times two game one time, which is fine. Usually I did growth three right. if I wanted to gain a lot of time. But mm -hmm. you could do plus two card plays times two. Yeah. So like Ryan said, you can play seven cards and then you're <laughs> triggering every level of your innates and right. then you have all this time saved up. So if you're playing Fractured, you don't want to be on the island. Right. You want to have a good partner. Like I did. I had such right. good partners who were able to handle their boards and then help me out with mine. Right. But you need to focus on team boosting. Right. You do not need to worry about the island. And Three to four presents on the island that said use it right. for time. I then have a question. How does that work if you are playing solo or is this a spirit that is effective solo? So if you're playing solo... <laughs> 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 Any spirit is possible solo because I think what helps with Fractured is because of Days of Never Work deck. You start with an extra deck. You can, whenever you gain cards, you keep one and then you put another one in that Days of Never Work. Mm -hmm. So you can basically keep two cards whenever you want and be like, I need damage. I need defense. So you can go through the minor major power deck, pick one. And if you need to pick a second one that has more of your element, you pick that one too. So it is possible. I'm not saying it is the best solo spirit. I think there's green, lure, 
there, I think there is stronger standout solo spirits, but it is possible. Obviously, the spirit is built mm-hmm. to support others. Okay. And uh, yeah, poor time sideways comes completely obsolete in solo. <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> those of you who are wondering. <laughs> yeah, it's like move one of your presents to a different land with your presence. On the board, move from. So you're basically jumping boards. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there's only one board in solo. Uh, True uh, solo. Right. So and then Ryan's right. It comes on the obsolete. board, move from, do one less action. On the board, move two, one more action. Wait. Uh. Oh. <laughs> it negates. Plus one minus... Oh, yep. it's, it's a wash. <laughs> it's a wash. But it is a lot of reading when you're looking at yeah. Fractured's board. And if you are able to read, mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'd get an extra card play here. And or I get extra time here. You just need to be thorough with this. And you need to ask others, like I was saying, Ryan, what do you need? Right. Laura, would you need something fast? Okay, I'll go for air elements. Okay, okay right. I'll go for moon elements. Here. In truth, how in the world did we have a healthy island when John's board was so ridiculously cluttered? I had the most blight. Because the escalation effect was always against John and he blighted a good deal. I never blighted. I think Laura blighted just a Maybe few times. Once? Both of you barely blighted. I mean, Thunderspeaker well, is like at any cost, please do not because we right. just don't want to get hurt. That's true. You right. don't want to lose to Han or Preston. But it was yeah. true that you blighted a few times. But how in the world with all that plastic did we not? Honestly, in the end game, Laura coming in with all the teleporting to Han just wrecking house. Yes. That was the most like fruitful crop of bad guys just waiting to get cut by the reaper sickle and in this case the reaper sickle was flying to han just coming yeah. in and just shredding. it kind of felt like finder was in the game like all of a sudden this right. army of dahan is just teleported to his hands yes and for me i was able to hold my own board pretty much by doing ridiculous defense we're talking like i had to get mathy with exact <laughs> precise how much damage do they have coming in they have 10 do at least 9 I got 9 cool moving on because I can't waste a single card I had to defend every single sacred site and you couldn't waste a single repeat no everything had to be so precise right and if I lost a sacred site then that means it's no longer a wetland and if it's no longer a wetland my cards get significantly worse or they just can't work in that land anymore which is critical we're talking about cards that change the game Game, sucking yeah. ooze wrapped in wings of sunlight I picked yep. up a minor gift of twin days mm-hmm. it is basically made for fractured you mm-hmm. get a sun element you get a moon element it's a fast power once this turn target spirit may repeat the lowest cost power card they have in play by paying its cost again you may do likewise yes wait a second you guys are both repeating we, Laura only has three right. costing cards of rapidly sunlight and mass vegetation power and glory I guess she's playing that twice so we found ourselves a loop times. y'all so we had some good card pulls we had some great card pulls at the very end of the game I did find quicken the earth struggles mm. I never got to use it but oh my word that card was made for downpour not in the elements but in the effect that's one that we'll have to log away into our analysis of each spirit for being a fantastic card because it's a card that is famous for its defend 10 mm-hmm. or if you choose so you may do one damage to each building which is what a upgraded foundation sink in the mud does anyway but this card is cheap at one yeah. but it has to be range zero and a sacred site but that's fine because as downpour you're going to have sacred sites all over the place and range zero sacred site that's fine I'm already there you're mobile so downpour is already a sacred site user defending oh, yeah. 10 
is a lot for the price of one, which is great for them since they have defense as a part of their thing. Oh, Anywho, you can repeat that power. Right, and it also enables you to not reduce Dahan counterattack depending mm. on a few factors, of yeah. course. You want to be careful of that always. But the choice to do one damage to each building just clicks so well already with some of your capabilities as we've described that you can see how it just clicks in so well. Ironically, this is one of those cards that for elements, not great. Only gives you an earth. That's the only one you need. For the effect, huge. it's perfect. I have a question for the room. Was we that? have now defeated Scotland at their highest difficulty. Mm-hmm. And it was a slog, like Ryan said. Mm-hmm. And we were two turns, barely skating by victory. A fear victory, by the way. Which That's is right. difficult. 16, 16 cards. fear cards. What are y'all's thoughts about Scotland? And say someone doesn't want to play Fractured or Downpour. Like, just an overall tactics. What do you guys think is the best thing to do versus adversary? Overall, I really, and I mean really liked Isolation Mm -hmm. out there because that really thwarted their level three ability with chart the coastline. That's the one that build cards affect lands without invaders so long as there's an adjacent Mm, city. Yeah. But isolating that meant that I could be like, nope, not adjacent. You're not getting those extra builds in the code. So that empty land stays right. empty. Also, stopping their level one was incredibly helpful. Isolating the coasts kept them from putting towns on the coastal lands, which was great. So stopping those extra builds and those extra free coastal towns of theirs was insane. I thought mm. that was incredibly helpful. Yes. For us, for me, especially focusing on killing the buildings was really good. Now, the thing is, is I had access to damage all invaders. Not technically all invaders. In this case, I'm focusing on the buildings because Foundation Sink in the Mud could kill the buildings. But buildings is the lost condition. But the thing is, is buildings is a lost condition. Their escalation is putting towns. Their level six ability is spitting towns. They are adding buildings a lot. And so being able to kill buildings with an ability that I could repeat that is targeting buildings was phenomenal. I think getting Badlands out there to get bonus damage for all these buildings would be really good. Especially in the early game where maybe you're not strong yet. You can spit out Badlands and get rid of those cities or extra towns that they add. Yep. that's huge. Simply put, Thunderspeaker is really great because this is simply a character who is very pugilistic, is a range zero aficionado, and can deal heavy damage. Most of the time, the damage that you can actually achieve isn't really necessary all the time. Here, though, this is an adversary where it is really it's nice It's extremely to have. necessary. It's no, extremely necessary. You're right. Sometimes Thunderspeaker isn't efficient. Here, we need all that extra yes, damage. Yes, all that efficiency. So being able to move back bad guys was also really good. Remember how at the beginning I said that since they put a town when they explore on the coast, moving that town immediately is really good because Mm -hmm. you cast a power that's a slow town moving one? That's great. Get ready to fight on the coast. The shore seethes with hatred is perfect here. It gets you a fear, gets you a badlands, and a wilds token. Wilds token will come in clutch to stop that coastal explore. And also, that badlands is great, but this card can only be used on the coast. Totally fine! Against Skyland, that's perfect. You totally 
totally want that. So just the mindset of hitting the coast, specifically, honestly, when it comes to things that help, think about the coast. Ironically, ocean, in some people's opinions, actually ain't so great at this. And we're going to go into that next week when we talk about everyone's opinions and the data and the votes and whatnot. But if you were to ask me that question, I would say isolation is awesome. Bad guy movement is awesome because you can move the towns immediately away from those coastal lands. Mm -hmm. Or if you're finder, you can get those cities off the lands and work on that additional Basically loss turn condition. One, yeah. Right. You can be like, no! The very first time I ever played as Finder, it was against a level 4 Scotland. And we were like, get off! And You were the MVP. You kept us away from the loss condition. We had Fraction in that game too, ironically. As Laura, so, do you remember that? I yeah. blocked that from my memory completely. That was the very interesting game with the questionable team composition with Jonathan, where we had Stone Fractured Finder and... Missed! Missed! Hooray. What about you, John? What would be your general... I want to hear Laura's thoughts first. Oh. (laughs) Well, when we're actually playing, I'm always like, wait, who are we up against? Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe we need to make little coats for our people. Like the little plastic pieces. I'm not super good at painting Everybody walks around with a flag. It is hard to look at an adversary that's so well-equipped, though. That's the thing, You know what I mean? That's why I'm trying to ask the question, because I'm trying to think of, like, how do you stop them? Because they're good at everything. Yep, control is always good, especially when you're confiding them. Unfortunately, they're going to fight you with the control, because they're adding over here, adding over there. Their level six thing is like, hey, guess what? Adjacency build. Adjacency build. Adjacency build in coastal lands. I mean, I'd say my normal theory is just pick who you like and you do well with, and then do it well. Wow. Don't suck. Someone put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it here first. Hugs. <laughs> do it well and do it well. What? I am curious, John. We've heard Ryan's very actually well thought out strategy. Mm-hmm. And what is yours? I'll just say from my point of view, that escalation is difficult. So our communication was so pivotal in figuring out who needed help. And more often than not, it was me. So helping out your team in whatever way, sending to Han, creating more to Han, yeah. teleporting to Han to yeah. help out with that escalation because that board, if you're having a bad game for Scotland, they make it worse. Right. And if you are on the struggling board, which I was, it got worse. So yeah. I think our communication won us the game, I think. I think so. I would agree with that. So that. talking it out and helping out that person that isn't doing so right. well is helpful. In line with the fact that we also had capabilities to things that we really needed. What if you don't have the capability to just go balls to the wall fear? Because mm. if you are just like, eh, half committed to fear, might not cut it. We have downpour and thunderspeaker just killing everything. Yeah. We had access to good fear, but we also really could benefit from a ton of defense. Gotcha, fam. You got that? And I can do it consistently, which is great. I'm not saying those are the only two things you need, but we had access to high offense. We had access to high defense. We had access to high fear. Remember when we were talking about how it's like, how are you going to succeed with offense? How are you going to succeed with defense? How are you going to succeed with fear? Well, so long as you have high quantities of all three, that's probably the best you're going to do. probably is. (laughs) There are edge cases, I am sure. There are really fortunate card draws and events that you can have, or maybe fear cards, I am sure. But that's how we did it and it felt great it did it felt like we ran a marathon it really it did. was a long game not in a bad way but we had to talk out through growth phases or in between fast and slow and then we did get down to the last yep. card turn yeah so am crazy. i wrong though i feel like i said i had played easier games that weren't as much fun explain i don't know it was like it was difficult but it was also like engaging and fun but this like, was a hard like, game that you enjoyed more than easier games in the past yeah oh. and i don't always enjoy hard i remember you made me play rush at level 10 you 
hated Russia. We have, oh we have yet to play Russia again <laughs> between Laura and I. Obviously, and you and I. I and, yeah, right. me and Ryan have played it again, but right. you hated Russia. Yeah, so you like Scotland. That was like not fun. Yeah. This one right. was fun. It okay. was hard. It was hard. I remember when we actually had the spark of, oh, guys, I think we can do it. Close. We're like, I think you can do it. I think you can do it. And I was like, yes. And then, yes! yeah, Ryan, you had the, the, the killing off to get yes. us to the fear victory. Yep. Yep. The final kill. I think it's cool like we had a fear tier. victory against yeah. 16 fear cards. It almost yeah. feels like an achievement yeah. in a way. In a way, yeah. Like you're the number one adversary who's the most equipped against this, and yet we still we got beat it. Beat them at their own game. Right. Yeah. Right. You're right, Laura. That was a fun game. I like that it was. parting thought. I hope this has been helpful to anyone who maybe hasn't fought them yet or is scared to. It's doable. I mean, they're difficulty 10. They ain't no slouch. No, they are difficult but yes and eric royce himself said in our interview he designed scotland and hapsburg because people were beating the older adversaries so much right so he thought like okay let's turn on the jets for right. these adversaries right and he told us that they were gonna spit the buildings and they and sure, they sure did, did. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go there was our experience with fully leveled up level six Scotland. I like how we do these episodes because it is fun, yes, to talk about the adversary, but I always like mm-hmm. hearing tactics of how Downpour uses certain cards and makes sure. wetlands, how Thunderspeaker can split up her army, or like what Fractured is about in a right. playable yeah. spirits. It is fun to talk about the spirits and tactics attacking a certain mm-hmm. adversary. Yep. So, good job, everyone. Next week we are going to look into the data and the results of the survey that mm-hmm. we had, and we got some interesting numbers, let me tell you. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Y'all left some great feedback, too. Can't wait to get to it. So until that time, we will catch you guys next week. Peace out. Bye. Who's ready to take on the adversary of England? It is no accident that England is the last foe waiting for us at the finale of this adversary series. Regarded as one of the toughest enemies ever since the game's release, England has terrorized the player base with their bonus health and their extra builds. Yet every adversary can be defeated, and we want to hear your thoughts on how to make that happen, as well as who can make that happen most effectively. In the description of this episode, you'll find the link to our surveys we've posted for gathering the data needed to make these episodes a reality. Come lend your voice on the matter so we can learn what you all think are the best ways for taking down this adversary, as well as what strategies should be avoided when playing against them. We're looking forward to this one, and we can't wait to see what you all have to say. Until that time comes, enjoy Scotland's finale next week, and remember to stay safe, stay healthy, and stay awesome.